Welcome to Food Worth Working and Happy New Year. This is the first show, first episode, first podcast of 2021. I'm pretty excited. So I hope everybody's doing well. Come on in here. Come on into the podcast. Yes, so as you come in, we are getting ready to get started. Once again, I'm Laura Williams, your host of Food Worth Forking, Food, Dating, and Lifestyle. And thanks for joining me. So we're going to jump right in and get started. So tonight, we are talking about dating. And it's dating after 40. How about that? How about that? I wanted to do this topic because so I see so many um, either um, shows or blog posts or even advertisement that's, yes, it's targeted, you know, for dating, for singles or, you know, just in, re-entering the dating world. But I don't see a lot about or just, I haven't seen a lot about what it's like for people who are mature, um, who are um, who are over 40, or when you're 40 and over and older, excuse me, um, what's it like? And do you think it's more difficult? Um, is it more challenging? Are you okay? You know, are you okay? And what's happening? Um, what's happening out here? And um, I wanted to talk about it. So let's get into it here. So tonight, we are talking to the ladies. Tonight is ladies night. And I have some of my really great friends. I'm really excited that they have decided um, to join me this evening and really join me. And there's definitely an element of vulnerability in doing it on a podcast and let alone the podcast being live and sharing some of their experiences and tips and ideas and just the journey of it. Um, so I'm very grateful that they even said yes. And they're like, Hey, yeah, sure. I'll do it. So it's, it's not an easy, I don't think even for me to, um, to just kind of put yourself out there and, and have a conversation, but I think it's a great conversation and it should be had. So, and I'm going, and we're going to do it tonight. So first up, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the ladies, just a brief introduction, and I'm going to allow them to talk about themselves or introduce themselves. So first up is a woman who I've known for so long. I've known a very long time, and she's one of my closest friends, and she said, I'll do it. And I'm excited that she's here. And she's fantastic. She's an entrepreneur. She's a fantastic vocalist and she's out here doing her thing and she is Shelly Nicole Shelly Nicole Black Bush Shelly Nicole hey <laughs> hey food working family <laughs> as I say Black Bush only Bush you can trust besides your own well <laughs> Okay. Yes. Okay. Shelly, tell everybody about you. What's happening? What's going on in your world? What you doing? 
Uh, well, I'll, you know, you see these flags behind me. So one of the things I'm doing mm. in my world is that I also have a podcast called uh, Punani Politics. Mm. So here am I, you know, representing the politics behind me. But as Laura said, I am a vocalist. Um, I'm leader of the band uh, Shelly Nicole's Black Bush. Uh, we've been doing our thing for quite some time. I have three albums out. You can find me on all the interwebs and all that good stuff. Um, B-L-A-K-B-U-S-H-E. That's how you spell Black Bush. Um, and I'm also um, a yoga instructor, um, Reiki t master teacher. So, you know, I, I call myself a wellness practitioner, healer, and um, been a writer for many years as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's like, that's me like in a nutshell. <laughs> in a real yeah, nutshell. It's just, it's just a little bit, a little yeah. taste. Yeah. They're about to find out a little more this evening. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here this thank evening. Thank you. I'm excited. I appreciate it. But next up. This woman I've known for a long time as well. And um, let's see, actually, you know, Shelly, she she came to join us from, you know, our group of friends from school. And she was like, uh, hey, how y'all doing? I'm True. hanging. I'm hanging. <laughs> and, um, and she's become a great friend. And, um, and she's a food scientist. Okay. <laughs> and um, we have Kenya Harrison. Whoa! Hey, hello, hello. hey, ladies. Hi, hi. So tell us, tell us about you a little bit. A little bit about me. Well, mm -hmm. my name is Kenya. Um, I was born in St. Louis, but I've lived in Ohio for most of my life. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a scientist, like you said. Um, I'm a vocalist. So, Shelly, if you need a background singer, let me go. Call me. Call my people. <laughs> That's about a little bit about me. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Kenya, for being here this evening. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And um, next up, this woman I met, and we just hit it off. We were working together. And very seldom do you... Um, meet people that you work with and then you really become friends with and then you have a you know a continuing lasting friendship so it's definitely a wonderful thing and um this woman is in the world of finance and this is Natalie Guillaume <laughs> hi, hi ladies so Natalie Yes. Tell us about yourself. Okay, so I am in operational finance. Um, I used to live in New York. Now I'm in North Carolina, so still trying to navigate that world. It's a whole different world out here. Um, and um, <laughs> I work for I work for a large health system. I'm in operational finance. But I think like my most important role is being a mom. I have my daughter Olivia, who's four, going on 34. So that's challenging on its own. Um, I am not a vocalist, so Shelly, don't call me. Because if you do call me, I will sing, but you won't be happy. So I keep that in mind. <laughs> it is a warning. Well, thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. I appreciate thank it. You. So, um, and last but definitely, definitely not least, this woman I just met and I met actually at, can you let me know if you're with it? Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, I met her at um, Kenya's wedding and I, 
I've spoken with her and I just think she's wonderful and she has great energy and she has some um, some really some some really good words of wisdom and I pray that you all will really take it in and enjoy and she's an entrepreneur and she's going to tell you about herself and this is Dominique Shannon Dominique hold on Dominique I'm coming over there wait Yay! Yay. <laughs> How y'all doing? I'm so excited to be here. Good. How um, are you? I am. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm rushing home from work. I'm glad to be on time. I'm glad you made a lot, but I was determined to be on time today. Um, I am originally from East Cleveland, Ohio. September will be 28 years I've been in Columbus. My mom always reminds oh, wow. me, you know, you've been in Columbus longer than you lived in Cleveland because I moved away at 18, but I'm still from Cleveland. Okay. Um, I'm not a mom. I'm a pet mom. I got a little spoiled baby oh. over here. And, um, like she said, I'm an entrepreneur. This is the 20th year anniversary for my salon. So I'm excited to celebrate Oh, congratulations. That. That's awesome. Very excited about that and more excited to be in the 28th year of my career. And I still love my job. So that's important to me. And I'm excited to be here tonight. So. Awesome. Oh, hey, Tasha. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say, you know, Tasha. Yeah, I know that was my first college roommate. <laughs> me and Tasha go way back. That's Mama T. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, ladies, we are going to get started with the evening. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, Natalie, I think we're going to start with you. Sure. So, okay. So here we are after 40, right? Mm -hmm. And um, being single and trying to navigate um, navigate this world of dating. Um, and now it's, it's, real, it's definitely different than it was, you know, even 10 years ago, five years ago. Um, but now you are a mom and you're a single mom. And what do you think, um, and just going based off of your, your experience and, you know, even coming from your twenties or thirties, um, what's different about your expectations in a partner as you date and as you find love versus what it was, um, before, like in your twenties or thirties? Um, well, first of all, thank you for telling everybody I'm over 40. I was trying to lie. <laughs> now, I just turned 43, and I'm actually really proud of that. Um, so, because I feel like I've learned a lot through all these years. But I will say, like, you know, my, my, what was important to me has changed. Like, I think in my 20s, I didn't know what I wanted in, in anybody. Like, I didn't know what I was looking for in a man. I was just more like, hey, is he cute? Are we going to have a good time? Can he dance? You know, <laughs> we're going to go to the club. But now it's like, I have a daughter. So that's my top priority. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anyone to come into my life or her life who's just not stable, who's going to play games, who's just, you know, not about, not a grown up. Okay. Just because to me, just because a man is over 40, does not mean he's a grown up. I have learned that. Yes. So age does not mean he's a grown up. Um, so, so I think my, my, that has changed for me. And also, like, my daughter's four. So mm -hmm. most men in their 40s, their kids are like in college and out because everybody had kids when they were like 
early 20s when I was partying, they were having babies and raising babies. So that's also different. So it also has to be someone who's who's going to be around and is aware that it's a four-year-old and it's not someone who's going away anytime soon. Like there is college nowhere near nowhere near the future. Like what's up our preschool right now? So you gotta be here for the long haul and know that we can't just pick up and wanna go places because my life is completely different now. I think for me it's like looking for someone who's going to realize that my daughter's my priority and not ask me to change and not ask me to change that. Okay. Do you have do you have any like specific expectations or is there a list of things now? Okay, yes, you have a daughter and of course um what you wanted before is different than, you know, what you want now, but what are those things that you feel now, like I have to have, these are the things that I want in a mate. And are you putting, you know, having the schedule that you that you do and having a young child, like are you, how active are you in, in, in the dating world and trying to fit that into your life? Okay, well, dating has been on pause since March because you know it's COVID. Um, I'm, I know people have done it during, you know, during this pandemic. I can't because I do think about like, you know, is it really worth it for me to go out and have drinks with you and bring this virus back home to my daughter and my nieces? And, you know, like, no, it's not worth it. So it's just good. It's on pause. But I will say like before that, you know, what I'm looking for is up, like first, first and foremost is like someone who's going to be honest and be and not just be honest with me, but be honest with themselves. I feel like a lot of people sometimes portray, they, they want you to think of who they, they want to be, but it's not really truly who they are. Mm-hmm. So I feel like what I'm looking for is someone who's going to present himself as he truly is. Like if you have issues you need to work on, that is fine. Be honest and open about it and recognize that you have these issues. But I feel like a lot of times when you meet a man who's like lying to himself, that means he's not working on himself either. So that's important. And I don't want anybody who's gonna tell me they love me. I want somebody who's gonna show me they love me. Like I'd rather you just never show it, but I feel it every day through every act that you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think that and this is and this could be, you know, for for every for everyone, do you think now, at least I and um what I'm thinking, the questions that you ask when you're out on a date are different. Like I saw something earlier that said um, it's okay to ask a, per- a person about their, if they have any issues or, or suffering from, if they, have any what? if they have any health issues or dealing with any type of depression. And it's, that's, that was interesting to me because I was like, oh yeah, those, I guess those, that would be a question to ask. I just never thought about it. And I don't think I've ever, I, I can't say I've, but now it's a question to ask. But mm-hmm. I wonder if people would answer that question like on a first date though. You know, like I think you can ask that question. Nah, nah, that might not be first. I mean, that, that might be first date, last date question, but. Um, <laughs> exactly. You know, I my, my health. It is important. It is like 
okay, don't judge me, but I had a friend who was doing like online dating and she was talking to this guy who was diabetic and they hadn't met yet, but he was at the hospital like chatting with her because he got admitted again. And he was being honest and saying, hey, you know, I know there's certain things I can't eat, and but he still does it. Or he can't drink certain things, he still does it. And my advice was, uh, why are we talking to the man who's two seconds away from losing his foot? I'm sorry. Don't judge me, <laughs> but do you want to? <laughs> okay, it's not the Fact. problem is not that he's diabetic. The problem is that he's not taking care of himself he's diabetic. Fact. He's going to wheel you around in five years. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do not, don't judge me. I, but it's true. I mean, the re reality, like that yes. is after no, real. Even after, because um, I, I read that on, um, I wish I could remember the site it was, and, it, and she was doing this survey thing between 35 and 55 and the questions that you ask. And when I read that, I was like, I've never asked, I never, I don't think I've ever asked that question. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just can't remember, but as we get older, things, life is changing. And, and is that a deal breaker? Or how do you, or where do you meet? Are we meeting in the middle? Or, and what- Can I just say, I think what Natalie says was important. Like, I think if you meet somebody that's diabetic, that's one thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But if you meet somebody who's diabetic, and like you said, they're they're still eating and and operating and and as if nothing needs to change. That's something else. Then that's something else. Yeah. Right. That's that's something completely different. Yeah. Right. Like you're you're you are you're messaging me from the ER? No, boo. Like, <laughs> well, that's, that means every week I gotta take you to the ER. We're not doing this. No, we're not we're doing not. this. No. 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 Yeah. yeah. And then that also is a is a, a moment where I feel like whatever we are asking for or things like taking care of yourself, taking care of your health, that we like I have to do that too. Um right. as I present myself, I can't be somewhere, you know, popping, you know, talking about can you take my blood pressure? <laughs> and 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 I'm expecting, and I'm on you about doing what you need to do, or you're, and I'm not taking care of me. But I expect you to be like at a hundred percent. So nice. we have to do, we have to do it too. Any, let me see if any comments out here. I want to say real quick, representative. I think saying? it's funny that at this age of dating, we're talking about our own health. I remember 20 or 25 years ago, and I was dating and getting serious, and we were in premarital counseling, and we were talking about our parents' health. If something happened to one of our parents, and yeah. then you had to take care of them, like how would you feel about that, having to move a parent into the home? And it's so funny to hear this now, because that was the first thing I thought about. Like 20 years ago, we weren't even worried about our health. We're still out living all willy-nilly, doing what we want to do. It wasn't a priority. Now you're in that age of, okay, wait a minute, this might be me. 
So I need to know, you know, are you able to be there for me if something does happen because I may be diabetic? But you're right. If right now you still have a choice and you meet someone that's still making poor choices for their health, that's just as bad as still making poor dating decisions, still mm. having unprotected sex, still do, like these things all go together. No, I don't want to go into something knowing that I may have to be taking care of you in the next five years instead of the next 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's definitely yeah. something to consider. Agree. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And just to kind of shift gears just a little bit and um, and, and this question is geared to you, Dominique, and Kenya, um, and just that, you know, both of you have been married, and then you both have, you know, have been through a divorce, and are, are remarried. So my question would be, um, you know, having been married before, um, what was your, what do you think is your biggest lesson you learned from the first relationship, and now here we are, you know, in a wonderful new relationship or marriage, excuse me. So for for me, I my lesson was to don't lose yourself within that relationship. Um, so many times when people get into just relationships in general, mm -hmm. um, whether they're focusing on their spouse or their children, they kind of lose their identity until their kids leave and they're like, wait a second, who am I and who are you? <laughs> so it's so important for you not to lose yourself. So self-care is so important, you know, taking care of yourself for you, um, making sure that you're still pursuing your dreams while your kids are growing and while you're supporting your, your mate. So that's so important. So that, that was one of my lessons. And my second lesson is uh, check the family tree. It'll tell you a lot. Um, I'm so grateful to have a wonderful mother in love. I'm so grateful to have um, just the family that I have now. Um, but I know that, you know, looking at the family structure and looking how my husband, how he loves his mother, that shows me a lot of how he's going to love me. So definitely check that family tree. Okay. Okay. Good point. Um, for myself, the one thing I learned is that there is no certain timeline in the way things should happen. And I got married the first time at 25. I came to Columbus. I went to hair school, graduated, got my paperwork. I went to college, got my degree, got that done. I opened a shop. All right, got that done. I felt like the next thing to do was to get married. Like, that's what's next, right? Mm -hmm. I've been dating this guy for three years now. What do you want to do? Okay, you want to live together? Not really how my family likes it, but let's try it. We lived together a year. We got married, you know, after dating for four years. We lasted two and a half years. The interesting thing is to this day, I don't have anything bad to say about him. And I don't think he has anything bad to say about me. I still feel like we were kids. Mm -hmm. I feel like we hadn't even lived enough life. We didn't have enough experience. I don't even think, and nothing against my parents, because I absolutely love them, and I promise I come from good stock. I don't think either one of my parents ever sat me down and said, so when you get married, this is how this goes. 
There was never a conversation. No one said, this is how you be a wife. This is how you clean a house. This is how you cater to your mate. This is how you, you know, like nobody gave me a book, a lesson, talked about, I didn't even get a conversation. I just watched my grandparents be married for 36 years and have nine kids and 42 grandkids. And then my mom got married. And mind you, my mom got married when I was two and my dad remarried when I was four. So I've had four parents my entire life. Both sets of my grandparents were married twice. So I come from a blended family two generations up. And I thank God that I had a grandmother that instilled in us, none of these kids asked to be born. So we are all family. So even to this day, both sides of my family sit down and break bread together. So it's always been that way. And I see so many families um, who aren't able to do that. Even my husband now, he looked at me like, you want to do what? I'm going to make sure that I do everything in my power for wife number one and wife number two for us to sit down and talk and know that this is a village. We are all in this together, but it's just how I was raised. In the meantime, back to the first marriage, it was like one of those we got married because it was the next thing to do. Right. So then I found myself coming home each day like, oh, let me get on the computer. And then he would get on a video game and then he would play the game for hours. And then we would come together and eat. And then it was time to go to bed and we wake up and do it the next day. By about a year of that, it was like, so we date on Friday and Saturdays. We eat Monday through Friday. Like it was just so mundane and routine. It. I don't think that we didn't love each other anymore. We just didn't even know what to do next. Like, eh, you don't want to do this no more. I kind of don't want to do this no more either. You want to break up? It's okay. So you want to move out? I'll stay. I'll keep this. And we just went on. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Now, what I learned from that is just because it seemed like that was the next thing to do doesn't mean it was the next thing to do. So over, you know, I knew, and it's so funny. I just shared this with my sister on the way here. The funny thing about it, the day we went to court and we were actually, we broke up two and a half years after we got married, but we were married on paper for almost 10 years. And then I found out that he was dating someone and she was having a kid. And I called him. I said, you can't let this girl have a baby while you're married to someone else. You can't do that. So let's just go ahead and do this. And we met up downtown. We went to the courthouse library, asked somebody how to do this, filled out the paperwork together. And by the time we got in front of the judge, we were laughing and she was looking like, okay. So, I mean, everything was good. We all worked it out. So the one question she had to ask was, um, it says on here that she's going to keep your last name, which was Williams. And I grew up with two last names. I had my dad's last name and my mom's last name. So I was hyphenated all the way through college. So I had told him, I want to keep this name until I get married again. The judge asked him, was he okay with that? And he said, I'm fine. And she said, can I ask you why? And I said, well, I established my business in this name. A lot of people know me by this name. And I only plan on changing my name one more time. So she kind of looked at me like, okay. But I knew then, even leaving that marriage, that I would be married again. I knew that I was marriage material. I knew that what I wanted and I planned on speaking into existence. I didn't know I would be single that long and I would be over 40 when I got married again. But I knew I was only changing my name one more time. I don't even remember the question no more. I hope I (laughs) (laughs) What was your biggest lesson from all of that? What was your what was your biggest lesson, you think? I'm going to wait and let God do this next time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and then as you um and and 
as you moved into, you know, from that space and then you were dating and then you met your husband, was did you did you think there were did you have any deal breakers for this um, time? This if this happens or if this doesn't happen, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Here's what was weird. I was single for nine years and I was single and dating for nine years. And a lot of people don't know the difference um, because people will say, well, I saw you at the comedy show at one time I was dating. It's called single and dating. Um, when I got into the um, next serious relationship, the interesting thing was, and not even trying to be all spiritual, God had told me out loud that my husband wasn't from here. And I said, okay. I didn't know where he came from, but God told me clear as day, your husband is not from here. So I started to move in a way that said, I don't know if I'm moving away or he's moving here, but I know God said my husband wasn't from here. Right. So about a year or so later, I met this guy. He was um, he's from Columbus. I actually knew his previous wife. We were at a book club together and he was a really nice guy. He was a, a plumber and a pipe fitter, well-established, um, had great kids. And I had never met anybody's kids. I would date, but I wouldn't meet people's kids. Remember, I'm a stepkid all the way around. So I was like, yeah, I don't really do that. So I met him. We started dating and we started getting serious. So Everybody that's seeing how we moving and we're going to church together, hanging out, they're like, I see what's going on over here. Now, the funny thing is this. This dude is from Columbus, but I'm still moving because I'm like, okay, I got this. He's nice. This and that. It lasted 13 months on the dot. It's funny that y'all talked about health issues and things like that because the weirdest thing that you don't even think about, this ended because this person had mental health issues. And I never knew. I never knew about his history, that his mom had mental health issues. He actually had started to go into a manic episode. And because I wasn't familiar with bipolarism and manic depression, I didn't recognize it. I just thought it was acting really weird. This went on for six weeks and his behavior was outrageous. I mean, one time we just went out to like a happy hour and we're in the middle of a club just having a cocktail and he is full-fledged preaching a sermon on the dance floor to like six people and they're standing around listening i'm like this is really weird like i don't know what's going on here but he got really spiritual and was talking about building mega churches and all this i mean it was a lot going on but i didn't know that he had mental health issues he finally had like this big crisis and um, it got, you know, really ugly. But the good thing is it didn't get ugly between us. I was just confused because I didn't understand his behavior. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, I had started doing his aunt's hair. And the morning after the crazy breakup, she was my eight o'clock client. So I had to tell her like, well, just so you know, me and so-and-so broke up. And she just started crying immediately like, oh, my God, we wanted to talk to you. And I'm like we who wanted to talk to me well how about they had recognized that he was in a manic episode and different people have been reaching out to him but they had grown to love me and they like okay we need to talk to dominique before she leaves and we need to kind of tell her what's going on but we talked i figured i was going to do some research and i was like whoa okay you know what lord you told me my husband wasn't from here. I was just thinking maybe you got a little confused. Let me go ahead and back up and get on my own way. Get on now. 
And then I was single for three more years until I ran into my real husband. But it's so funny because God had told me your husband's not from here and I was just going to make him be from here. Just make him be from here. <laughs> so that, 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 was the, that was the lesson learned. Sometimes you know things, you hear things, all the clues tell you that it's not it. Even when you think it's great, I just wanted to be the one. All right, where's your husband from? <laughs> where is he from? He's from Florida, and he is so country. As soon as he opened his mouth, you'd be like, "Where are you from?" So most people think he's from like Mississippi or Alabama because he's from Northern Florida, like right on the edge. And I just remember she said, "What was the? Um, do you now have any deal breakers?" The interesting thing about it, I don't know that I would call it a deal breaker, but a major thing for me is that um, I tell people all the time. I promise y'all, I've been grown since I was four. Literally, since I was four years old and my mom had my sister, I had I am the oldest child on both sides of the family. I've always had to be very responsible. I was the first of my friends that was driving. I started driving at 12. I was getting a car at 14. Like I have always been the leader, the center of the circle. And then I taught for some years and then I got a shop and then I became a boss. And then I, I'm the president in a motorcycle lifestyle. Like I'm always the leader. So when I met my husband. And he told me out the gate, you know, I moved here. I'm trying to start a new career. I'm looking for a wife. I'm trying to be serious. Like he told me that from the beginning. And he spent six months truly courting me. He truly is a Southern gentleman. The interesting thing is I told him I have had to be responsible for so long and for so many people and so many things. I just want someone in my life that will let me sit down and rest. If I cannot handle all the business, go to work every day, make sure everything is where it needs to be. All the things I do for everybody. If I just need to sit down and don't answer the phone and don't open the door for 10 days, can you handle this? You know, and a lot of times in relationships, a lot of people, you know, I definitely believe in the right hand serves the left hand. It's a lot of men who just go to work, bring a check home, just give me a hundred dollars, make sure the stuff is handled. Then you have the, it's women that all I really know how to do is cook and clean and make sure your food is hot. Like it's, you have to find your match. You have to know what it is you bring to the table. I have been doing everything for so long. I just want to know if I can't do nothing. Can you do it? And he said, yes. Hey. hey. <laughs> also, the very first man that I ever met in my life that said, if this is who you are, don't change anything. I like you just like yeah. this. Every man I ever met, when are you going to stop traveling? When are you going to get out that bike club? When are you going to stop going out with your girlfriends? When are you going and to... And that's why they never lasted. He was the first one that said, if this is who you are, I'll take it. Yep. And that was the same same with my husband, too. He That was one of the things that, that really was like kind of the seal to that. Um, one of the things that you, you mentioned about the deal breaker is you 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 not i used to just say oh he has to be saved no like you have to have a relationship so when there comes times where i'm broken down that you know how to cover the house that's so important to me so it's not just about you're involved and you're you know you're the usher 
and or you're the you know person counting the tithing money. I need you to know and discern when something's going on with me that you can pray with me, that you can cover me, that you can just say, hey, you know, like you said, I got this. I think that is so critical and so important. I mean, like Dominique, my husband, even though he's originally from Cleveland, he lives uh, he lived in Texas for 25 years. So we went to college together. So I've known him for 25 years. We've been married for two. So that's a whole nother story in itself. But just having that connection, that that third string, you know, they're called the third chord, you know, with both of you and God, it makes a world of difference. Okay. Well, I, I'm taking notes. This is recorded. <laughs> I can play it back several times to get what I need. Oh, and one thing, one other thing I remember, um, I told, I told my husband, I was like, um, you'll, you'll never, you'll never be number one in my life. Cause God's number one. And he said, well, I don't mind being number two. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. I like I you. Something um, when Kenya was speaking and she said, a husband that will pray with you and cover you. I remember my sister fervently praying for a praying husband. I just want a praying husband. And it's so funny because one day my sister and her husband got into an argument and they were fighting. She was so upset and he just grabbed her hands and started praying. She was mad. And I said, that's what you ask God for. Don't pray for me. This is how he deals with you. And sometimes only prayer can fix it with you. And there you have it. And there you have it. Well, listen, everything that you ladies have said so far this evening is really is just good stuff. It's really great stuff. And so we're going to add to it. And Shelly, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with you first and then I'll, I'll take the question. I'll answer it. <laughs> All right. What's the question again? Yeah. So like, OK, so we're single and we're, we're dating um, and navigating, you know, what that's like. Um, just with all the the apps and and then you know meeting people through friends, um, but now we we're, here we are COVID. Um, so, but even pre-COVID, um, what is what is or are the biggest challenges you have found dating today? Um, I'm gonna talk pre-COVID. The, the the one of my biggest challenges is that I don't I don't like apps. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, we, we are people that, you know, we're old enough that we just come from a time of organically meeting people. Right. Yeah. Like, and so that's how I like to meet people. So that's been a real challenge because, um, people it's, it's a weird, I think we're in a weird time where, especially here in New York, where there's like all kind of people and everybody's looking down mm -hmm. at their phone. Mm -hmm. And it's like, my, you might just look up and find the love of your life, but you yeah. looking down at your phone, right? So that's been a little, that's been, has been challenging. And the few times that I have gone on apps, as you know, Laura, like one time I was catfished, one yeah. time, <laughs> you know, it's real out here, you know what I'm saying? And he was kind of a dumb catfisher too, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's all the story. And you do it and you're not smart about yeah, it. Yeah, not even smart, right. And, um. You know, I've met um, folks who 
I don't know. Like I said, some I've only had a few online dating stories and they've all been weird. Like I wish I could be like, oh, you know, I met one person or a couple of people who are really nice and it just didn't work out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's not my story. <laughs> but I know a lot of people who have had those stories. You know, I know I definitely know, um, you know, have friends who I think before online dating was even a thing, um, you know, did a lot of it and met a lot of great people and had good experiences, but they just didn't work out, you know. But for me, I'm just, I just like to engage with people. So, mm -hmm. you know, over the years, you know, when I have been, you know, the, the people that I have met and dated seriously, I've met in real life. Like I met them, you know, from, you know, I'm a musician, so I've met them either, you know, on gigs or, you know, things like that or, um, yeah, but interestingly enough, you know, as you all talk about, and I don't even know like what I, I'm dating somebody now, but like, all right now, <laughs> but like, I've also inside of that relationship. So, okay. So quickly I was, I, I was in a relationship before, I, before I, with the person that I'm seeing now. And, um, I thought that person before was the person that I was going to marry. Like I was. Sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Until um, there was an incident that happened with my family and like, and then us, you know, but it also made me look at, um, you know, my relationship in a way that was like, oh, you know what? I don't think, like, I know that we love each other, but I don't think we were really friends. And I know that that, you know, people be like, well, what does that mean? You know, like, how are you in a relationship with somebody and you're not friends? And I'm like, well, I think if we were friends, we would have been able to work out some of the things that that went down. And it just, everything mm. sort of imploded in a way that um, I realized at the end of the day, at least in that moment, like he just didn't trust me enough to really, you know, to really believe that I loved him enough to love him through the things that were coming up and happening. Mm. So, um, you know, as I moved through that, um, I went away with a friend of mine, you know, went to Hawaii and literally every day we were on one beach or another, right? Me and my were like, oh, we're going to do this now. We're just going to the beach, right? But every day I sat at, you know, at the ocean, I sat and spoke to Yamaya and I said, you know, to bring me somebody who would be my friend, you know? And, um, you know, I mean, that wasn't the only thing, but that yeah. was something that really spoke to me about and, um, and then, you know, I came back from that trip and met somebody. But what's interesting about that, though, is the fact that that relationship or this, the you know, the person I'm dating right now, it also hasn't been like this sort of like, oh, yeah, we met and da 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 It also made me have to um, think about or, or, you know, what get, you know, really look at myself, you know, and I think you had talked about that too, like really look at myself and just say like, okay, yeah, I'm dating this person and I was dating him and, uh, you know, we're dating, right? <laughs> but, mm -hmm. but it was also a moment for me to be like, okay, if you say you want, you know, somebody who's really going to be a friend, like, what does that mean for you? And what does that look like? And, and how does that move? And how does this person show up? And, um, and, when I met the person that I'm dating now, he was very, very clear with me, which I thought was really interesting. He was very, very clear with me about where he was and the fact that he was not able to be in a serious relationship. And honest to God, I was like, that's kind of refreshing. Because a lot of people will come in and be like, yeah. oh yeah, girl, I see you. Oh, you fine, we're gonna do this, da, 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 da. And then they get all in it and they're like, oh. 
Oh, that's what you thought. Oh, mm. <laughs> or like, oh, I'm gonna yes. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say that. Right. So it was kind of almost really refreshing for me to talk to somebody who was just like, you know what? I like you, but like, I can't. Like, we can be friends, but I can't do like I can't take this and really broke down all the things like gave me all like this is what's going on in my life this is going on in my life this this so like and I was just like okay and so we did that like we just did that and and then you know as I say like we did that and then we weren't doing that meaning like you know we did that we were friends and then one day it was just like okay you know maybe now is the time and that was after like a year or more, you know what I'm saying so and in, in in during that time, I was dating. Like I wasn't just like, oh yeah, you know, like okay, yep, yeah, I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, you know, see what's happening. But I think that um, sometimes we think that things are supposed to, you know, it's it's gonna be this thing where you look at somebody and it's like, oh, this is the person and that's it and blah, blah. And I'm like, and I'm realizing like, no, that's not necessarily how it's gonna go. Mm -hmm. And um, just like you, um, Dominique, <laughs> were saying how you know, God was telling you that you know your husband was not from here. I understand that. Like, I understand, like, sometimes you're looking at somebody and you're like, you know, like, I have a feeling like this is this is what you're the person, but maybe not the person right now. Or, you know, like, th that's how it feels like. Maybe it's like I have to just sit back and let things, you know, go as they're supposed to go. But, um, yeah, being out here and, and um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's hard for me. I'm, I know I'm circling all the way back, but it's hard for me with these apps because I just don't believe in them. <laughs> one thing about the apps, though, my biggest pet peeve about it is maybe I shouldn't know right away you can't spell. I don't want to know that you have no idea what a punctuation and a comma is. Like, give me a minute. minute. You know, like you want to know, you want to know that up front. Like you want to know, but all it does is make mad. Like, <laughs> like if you know that's that's I'm like, what did he just say? Like, yeah. But that's right. I mean, but that is a little deal breaker, but real talk, I it want to know that deal. you can write a paragraph and I don't yeah. have to be like, give me that. Yeah. I don't want to have to proofread everything in my life. Yeah. Um, so I get it, but I want to come back to the online th dating thing. Um, I met my husband on a dating site. We met on Plenty of Fish, but I was very particular. I took time. I, I was very specific in my profile of what things I wanted and I didn't want. The funny thing is later on, he said, I never read it. I'm like, yes, you did. But <laughs> he didn't tell me that he never read it, right? But after doing the, I did the online dating roller coaster, I, I guess about a year and a half to two years. I never, I learned some things after the first few times. So say, for example, you meet somebody, they match you up, like, okay, cool. You get their number. You talk to them outside. You talk for about a week. And it's like, okay, well, why don't we meet up? I spent a week talking to this dude. You cannot fake energy. You can't fake chemistry. It's mm -hmm. some things that as soon as you see a person, you're like, okay. Then you're like, oh, crap. So- mm -hmm. But so what I started doing from that, I stopped talking to people for a week and two weeks. I made a 48 hour window. <laughs> and I am talking to someone. Hey, how you doing? You like to read? You like to do this? Blah, blah, blah. OK, why don't you meet me out this evening? Or what you doing tomorrow? I'm not wasting any extra time. Uh -huh. now, 
Then I figured out, and just from dating a bunch of people, dating cost. So, you know, it's a lot of men that's been like, I took five chicks out this week. You think I'm about to spend something on you? So depending on where we're going, I would I would meet you at Panera. I'll meet you at Barnes and Nobles. Even if um, I kind of had to get out of the cocktail, but I would get there first and buy my own beverage first. You know what I'm saying? Let me be sitting mm-hmm. here with my drink when they come in. I'm also... I'm, you know, easy to talk to, easy to get along with. So I can spark a conversation easy. Let's get it going. It's either going to work or not work. I have met, it's so funny. Me and my husband just went to Smokey Bones about five days ago. And there was a guy sitting on the other side of the bar and he had locks maybe to his waist. They were so long. And I said to my husband, I said, I think I went on an online date with him. (laughs) And he said, I said his locks were probably like this back then, but I remember that he owned a dry cleaners and I didn't know any black people that own dry cleaners. Um, But it was one of those things when I saw him and he saw me, I knew he was a nice looking guy. He spoke well. And then you could tell he looked at me, he didn't disapprove, but we knew that we weren't a match, but we didn't act like any sneak off and go to the bathroom. We sat there, we watched whatever was, we was at some type of sports bar. Uh, We enjoyed the meal. And I said, you know, it was really nice meeting you. We didn't say we ain't gonna never talk again, but we knew, you know what I'm saying? Uh I don't know why people go out, meet people, hang out. And then it's like, let me try another day. You knew it wasn't gonna work out on the first day. Stop wasting your time. Like I said, you can't fake energy, you can't fake chemistry. Now, also, when you do find somebody you click with, take your time, get to know them, ask the ask the hard questions early on. I know y'all don't want to know. Do you got the sickle cell trait? All right, you know, how many people in your family got diabetes? Like it's some stuff you don't want to just come out and say, but you know you got the sickle cell trait. You know you want to have a kid. You know what I'm saying? Why are we playing this game? I went on a date with somebody. He asked me on the first date if I ever killed somebody. What? 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 Do I look like I killed somebody? Guess what else? On the flip side, I went on another online date, and the dude told me on the first date that he killed four people. Oh my god! So I'm sitting here and I'm like, back up. I'm sorry. We can't just like rush over that. How quickly did we get out of the situation? Yeah. <laughs> I was this guy that? must want me to ask him, why, why did you kill four people, <laughs> right? So I didn't ask right away. And he was super corny. So I already knew Ooh, I wasn't. But I'm like the corny dude to kill four people, right? So I waited a little bit. <laughs> Girl, he is a train conductor. He conducts a train. And over in his career, he's killed four people. I'm oh. trying to figure out why you think this is dating conversation. No, why does he still yeah. have his job? Yeah. I'm sorry, time out. Why does he still have his job? I don't. I don't know if it was cars well, stuck on the track. People may not know. Like accidents can happen, but why? Yes, he didn't. Did he tell you it was by the train? He did. He did he tell me that each person that died was as a result of them getting hit by the train. Now, I don't oh, know the specifics yeah. because I could not get past why you thought that was cool to share with me. Do yeah, I look uh, like, you mean, do I look like I want to know you gangster and kill four people? I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Gosh. I didn't get it. But you need a little bit of therapy though. That's right. like, he, that's need, he needed a lot of it. You, you need to like 
That's a sign. That's a sign. I mean, but what I did, I learned a lot of different things online dating. Some people come out and they're for real. And then some people come out just talking. Some people are really just trying to hit. It's a lot of different things out there. I'm glad that um, one thing I did figure out, I stopped dating people. I mean, stopped dating people that I met online that were from Columbus. Um, Everybody got Columbus stories and Columbus dude stories. If you've ever lived here and dated. Um, (laughs) But I felt like... All of these dudes kind of ran through and 10 minutes in, I'm going to know at least three people used to date and some other stuff. So Mm, I started focusing on people who weren't from here since God said your husband ain't from here. So I wouldn't even answer the people who were local that would send me messages or meet up with. I only hit the people from out of town. Then I started only clicking on the people who haven't been here that long. So they haven't been here long enough to run through half the city and find out, girl, he dated him, dated him. Now, here's what's funny. When I met my husband and we started dating, baby, when I tell you I was taking him so far out, when I found out he wasn't from here and he didn't know where he was anyway, I'm taking him to the arena district. We in Grandview, Dublin, Upper Arlington. I was not taking him nowhere where I knew anybody. I didn't want nobody to see me like seeing that dude on the day. I know him, right? Before I take him around some people I know, I don't know this dude. The funny thing is, he was always available. Um, he was never a big phone talker. And to this day, my husband doesn't talk on the phone. He barely answers the phone. When I fill out emergency medical forms, I put my dad, my mom, and then my husband. And I explain to them, this is my husband. He doesn't answer the phone. So I figured out later on that he was just talking on the phone to me just enough to date me. Um, But he was very intentional about our going out, our getting to know each other. Um, Even by the time we got to like the fifth date, I was thinking like, okay, eventually this dude is going to be asking for something. So let me kind of switch it up a little bit. Let's go to the park. Let's hang out. And he never pushed up on me and appropriately He really took his time getting to know me. And he just said, I want my wife to be my friend. So I want us to hang out. That's why when she said that, that was the one thing I felt bad about for my first husband. We were never friends. We were never friends. We met out somewhere. We started dating and we was boyfriend and girlfriend for four years. And then we got married. And then we was husband and wife. But we were never friends. I never confided in him. I never wanted to tell him my secrets. I was 25. I was 25. My best friend was still my A. I'm on the phone. Get out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even realize that my mate was supposed to be this to me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm grateful for the years that I was single, the lessons learned. Um, And I'm glad I waited, you know, until God said, no, this really is the one this time. Um, And then we, you know, really like, I don't think either one of us was in a space where I felt like he was up there. He felt like I was up there. I was just comfortable. I was solid. I was secure in where I was in my life. And so was he, you know, in some different areas. But we both knew we had room to grow spiritually together, you know, with some different things. We wanted to be a little less hood, a little less rough around the edges. We probably need to smooth each other out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It was some things that we knew we had room to grow together for. And that was also an attraction for me. And nobody wants to feel less than, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, I'm a 
we going into um look, I'm look, just trying to keep track of the time, but I um I'm gonna keep mine a little short and cute. <laughs> I think we covered my oh, we covered most of my stuff, and I was like, Yes, Dominic, I understand that. That's true. Yes, Kenya. Mm-hmm, I've been there too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Shelly, you know. <laughs> but I think um for me, uh the biggest challenge, and this is just like it was like, ah, it's me getting out of my way and just allowing um allowing me to enjoy and see and, and figure it out. Um, and that's probably if, if there's a challenge, that would be my challenge. I've done online dating. I've had like many others, I've had some really crazy experiences and I'm always like, I don't know why I got to have a story every time. I don't want to have a story. You do have a story. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, really don't. I was like, I'm not get, I'm not going out here intentionally. Like, well, I'm going to come back and have stories for y'all. No. <laughs> I want to have a great experience and be like, oh, that was nice and keep it pushing. But no, I got to have these outlandish stories. But I have had really good experiences. Um, and lately, I, you know, Natalie, you were talking earlier and you were like, no, I'm not dating in COVID. But I have gone out on a couple of dates this <laughs> summer. I know, I, I see your face. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I have. <laughs> um, during COVID, and, and they were really, really nice. And it was very refreshing because there's that moment you're like, how's this going to be? And I'm like, this somebody's tracking me. Make sure you track me. This is where I am. This is the name, the phone, all, all that stuff. And um, and focusing on being like in those situations, focus on being in the middle. It's like you're going out to enjoy yourself. If you don't, okay, that's cool. And if you do, that's great. And it's cool too. And you see. But um now, because it's cold, um, then you're like, ah. Eh. It's just not necessarily a good idea. But those those dates, Natalie, to help you um, out so you know that I was being safe. Um, they were outside. You know, we were outside dining, masked, walking down the street. So um, it was a good experience. But the biggest challenge probably for, that I would say to, is to remind myself to um, to get out of my way. And like I like. God, I said, this is what, no, God was like, you said this is what you want. Now, can you move? <laughs> you, hey, hey, can you move out the way? Oh, well, until you do, I'm, let me know when you're done. And and that's it. I, so, I feel like COVID has brought, has made everybody slow down. So, yeah. um, so I think at least the people that I know that are doing online dating during this time, mm-hmm. it, it has slowed everybody down. Like you can't just be out here swiping and think you're going to hit it. Right. Cause nobody is really operating <laughs> like that in these times. Like, so mm-hmm. you have to do things differently. And so yeah. I think that, 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 um, it, you know, yeah. So I under, I can see how, um, you know, going out, you know, doing online dating at this time can might, it might feel a little bit different, you know, it might have a little bit of a different vibe and, you know, Hey, I know plenty of people like it's, and you know, too, Dominique, right? Like I know plenty of folks that have had really amazing success and found real love. You know, I just haven't been one of those people. That's all. That's it. 
There it is. I was just about to say, not yet. Not that. <laughs> not yet. Well, you know, I'm kind of happy with what I got right now. So we have to see. We're not taking him off the table. We're just saying. No, we're not taking him off the table. <laughs> but I also want to say, I think there is a plus to COVID to me. Um, because like you said, it's, it has slowed us down, but it's forced you, I think, it, it, and just speaking from my own experience, it forces you to get to know a person differently. Mm-hmm. Like you are, yes, you're not, and he, and being in New York is a little different because you're always out and there's a bar, you're going here and you're, you're always out. But if you are serious and you're serious about, um, finding someone to spend the rest of your life with or finding someone to date or whatever that is for you, it forces you to slow down and get to know the person, have conversations, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. ask questions. And you're in a space that you ask the questions or when you're asking those questions, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, let me, you know, let me call you right back. And then that, and and you're done and, and you don't have to worry about going out or meeting a person because you are forced to either sit on the phone, you can text for a little while, but you're either Zooming, teaming, talking, and talking. having conversations and really getting to know the person. Um, and that's also been my experience. I think it, it really puts you in a position like, oh, okay. You just asked me that? Well, let me think. Now. Okay, let's, let's, all right, let's do this. <laughs> um, so I think it's a good thing. I think it's a, it's a real good thing. So, ladies, we're going to move into the rest of the podcast. Um, If you have to leave. Oh, wait, hold on. I got to look at some of these comments because we've gotten some comments on here. Um, it's funny, our girl Vilma's on here. You know, I, Vilma probably should have been on this conversation. She said it in the in the comments. Oh, this is she, a professional <laughs> online dater. <laughs> <laughs> I love yes. you, Vilma. <laughs> yes, yes. We have had some, some comments here and people agreeing with us. And there was one that I just thought was so funny. I can't find it now. It was when, Kenya, you were talking about um, uh, finding out about the family tree. And someone said, shake the tree and watch the nuts fall. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't, because we were trying to have a serious conversation. <laughs> and when I saw that comment, I was in here. I was like, oh my gosh, straight face. Trying to have a real, you know, serious conversation here. That was just really funny to me. Um, a family reunion. Yeah. I don't know if Gina is still on, but Gina, you said, what about financial differences, large or small? But I'm not sure where that was in the conversation. Oh, it was early on. She asked. Maybe it was like the deal breaker stuff. Yeah. Like um, what we're looking for and stuff, but you know, um, right. I think like just a small comment about financial differences. Like a lot of guys that I have met sometime are intimidated, like more successful than them, and that happens a lot more with like black men. Which I only date black men. I have yet to find someone outside of that that I would be I would be willing to date. Um, not to say that I would never date a white man, but that's just hasn't that's never been my thing. But a lot of people can be intimidated sometime when you are more successful than than them. Mm-hmm. That but that's their hang up. I, I can't change who I am. That's their hang up. So, yeah. yeah. Well, on on top yeah. of that, some people don't want to date people who are in debt. So you know, you have that too. That's that's 
another thing you have to keep in mind, you know, if two people, if you're walking into a relationship and two people are in debt with bad credit, you know, hopefully you'll have a plan, you know, if you have a plan, it'll work out. But if you have two people that are just not financially savvy, there has to be one person that is a good budgeter, at least one. But if you have two people that are not at all aligned with that, that can be very difficult. Um, I'll tell you that um, I came in with student loans. My husband had no student loans and a great credit score. <laughs> that is not my testimony. So I knew that he really loved me for me. But, <laughs> but then, you know, I can also say, you know, he, one of the things he did say is, okay, one of the things that we are going to do is tackle this right here. And so, you know, we've been, I told you, we've been married for two years. We've already paid off $70,000. Hey. So, yes. so he's serious about it. We'll be debt-free here soon. Yeah. Just a little thing about the debt, though. For me, it's like, I have student loans. I mean, I have an MBA, so somebody had to pay for it, and I didn't have the cash. So I have student loans. And I'm, I think, to me, it depends on what kind of debt you have. Like, is it debt because you wanted, like, a motorcycle, a car, a truck, and this? Or is it, like, student loan debt or, like, a house debt? Like, there's, to me, there's a difference because I, I think the kind of debt you have lets me know what kind of decisions you make. Mm-hmm. And certain kind of debts I'm okay with. But did you buy a boat that you couldn't afford? Like, that's where I draw the line on, you know, those kind of debts. Like, I need to know that you're making, like, if you do, if you are, if you have accumulated debt, it was because of, good reasons or smart decisions, not because you wanted to be cute and fly to Paris and use your American Express card for it. Yes. That's another episode, Laura. Yeah, it really, it really is. It's so funny though that you said, because I thought, you know, all these years that I had been making sure all my credit card payments were on time and making sure, you know, I developed a good payment history, like I'm building my credit, right? And the pandemic put me in a position as a salon owner. Um, I was the first to get shut down. Those two months were like, what do you mean I can't go to work? I'm self-employed. I don't don't get it. Uh, So I sat on the couch drinking wine for two weeks in denial. Just like this is not happening. By week three, it's like, okay, get yourself together. You have seven employees. People are asking you questions. You need to have some answers that I start, you know, having to focus on some things. So a lot... um, a lot of stylists I knew, some girls at my salon and some, you know, I have a lot of other friends that own salons as well. And they immediately started doing hair at home. Some were like, mm-hmm. I mean, I got to pay these bills. I got to pay this mortgage. And my house was not set up for that. Yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. I could not do hair at home. My stove is in front of the kitchen sink. I can't wash hair like that. That's not an answer. So I'm like, OK, I got to figure something out. So I did figure some things out. We won't share since people can go back and look at this. But um, I did tell my husband, um, I think I'm ready to buy a house. And he's like, where did that come from? This is like, I actually woke up on May 26th and told him I'm, I'm ready to buy a house. And he said, okay, well, we'll start working on it for next year. And I'm like, no, I'm ready to buy a house now. And he said, why are you saying this? And I said, honestly, I've never been in a situation in my career 
where I could not go to work and I'm not really absorbing this. But I feel like if I had a home that I purchased that had a space that I could set up and maybe do me like a retirement suite, like something like we don't know how long this pandemic is going to last. What if I really do need to start doing hair at home? I don't want it to be just doing hair in my kitchen. I think I need to create another space as an alternative. And he was like, okay, well, we'll talk about it. Really, honey, I was letting you know that I'm about to pull our credit. We're about to start doing something. I'm ready to buy a house. He didn't think I was serious, right? And I've told this before, so I ain't really blasting it because he hears me tell it all the time. The one thing about my husband that we did not bring up in the conversation, his love language is to provide and protect. Love languages are real. Do not ignore that. Mm-hmm. His love language is to provide and protect, period. He might not hug you. He ain't going to lean on you. He's going to say, can you scoot over some? But he's going to make sure all the bills is paid. He's going to knock somebody out. They come sideways. Like, that's that's what he does. That's that's all he knows. That's what he does. So cool. So I tell him, look, I'm about to pull our credit. I'm about to see where, what we need to do to work this out, right? So I pulled our credit. And what I found is that I had a lot of credit. My student loans were paid off years ago. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I didn't have student loans, but I did have a lot of credit card debt. Um, but all my payments and stuff were on time. Um, but I didn't know. I had never heard about the only use 30% of your credit or is working against you. I had never heard that before, May last year. Um, the funny thing about him was he didn't have a lot of things on there. So he hadn't really established credit. Now, when he was married before, he had owned two homes before. He owned a home in Texas and a home in California and um, homes that they had purchased and sold. But it was just trying to figure out what works on my side and what works on his side. Well, my husband literally had four items on his credit. One, two, three, four. Imagine that over 40. That is only four things on there. His credit score was a 595. I didn't even know it could be that low. So I pulled it. I looked at it. Two of the things that I looked at, I knew immediately were false because there are things that I stay on top of in um, relation to his life. I said, this is not true. So I'm going to dispute this. And then one was like an old cell phone bill and one was like an old gym bill. I called, redu- um, negotiated the cell phone bill from 551 to like 260 and the gym bill down to like $80. I just want you all to know that when I closed on my home on October 28th, my husband's credit score was a 777. I did everything that they told me to do. They said, I want you to negotiate those down, dispute this, get a credit card, start using it, which I really just put his name on one of mine, start using it. I paid off all of my credit cards. The, I kept my American Express so I could get points because I travel. I made sure I stayed under 30% and I did every single thing that they said, but he didn't have enough credit. And then I had too much credit. So it was like figuring these things out. But the funny thing is we get so caught up in hoping we like somebody, hoping you can get along. These are things if you're trying to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you can't go in. If y'all both two, $300,000 in debt, you ain't responsible. You out here buying boats, you out here buying motorcycles. Like that's not going to work. It's not going to work. Stop trying to force it. It's not going to work. Two irresponsible people are a disaster waiting to happen. 
Yeah. You have yep. to ask the hard questions early on. And guess what? This date was great. You was nice. You got great tea. What? <laughs> oh, but great tea from Hold up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's funny. Like someone mentioned the government, like having yeah. like a pension of 401k is key. Like that is key for me too. Yeah. Because I don't plan on working until I'm 80. So what is your plan? You know? Yeah. Important. It's important. I mean, that's just that that's just what it is. That's, yeah. it, 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 that's like, well, that that might be a deal breaker. Or you can have an IRA. You can throw an IRA in there. Still <laughs> just for retirement. Because <laughs> everybody don't, everybody don't have yeah. a 401k, but they might have an IRA. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. It's funny that you all say that because I've been self-employed for 28 years. When I got married the first time, I was getting married and excited to get health insurance. That was something that my husband had to have. I've spent more years in my career with no health insurance, taking care of myself, going to little clinics, but it was something that I couldn't afford on my own. So yeah, I knew yeah. if I got married, I need a husband that has health insurance. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That was, that, was, that was something I couldn't negotiate. I've never dated a barber. I've never <laughs> dated anybody that was helping for. Like, I know that's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work for me. Yeah. Well, ladies, we're going to move into the rest of the show of the podcast. One, I want to say thank you. I look forward to more conversations because um, we just have a lot to talk about. And this is this yeah. is just good stuff. This is just good stuff. So we are going to move into my segment that I call In Between the Bites. Hmm. And In Between the Bites is talking about stuff that has, you know, at the moment, nothing to do with food. And listen, so last week was a big week for America because we have officially, officially a new president and a new vice president. Thank you. And um, it was, it, it was a, it was, you know what? It was a beautiful day. Like it literally was a beautiful day in DC. And um, listen, Change is good, and we're about to see. We're hopeful. At least I'm hopeful to see what what's next. What's next? But can we talk a little bit about fashion? Well, first of all, I want to talk about fashion just one second. But did anybody see Hillary? Because I found a picture of Hillary. Hillary didn't look bad, y'all. And they took they ain't put Hillary in the mix. What color was her pantsuit? Oh, okay. Oh, all right. One royalty purple. Yeah, I do. I You know why? Because her coat wasn't as fly as everybody else's. It yeah. wasn't. Right. <laughs> it wasn't. It that's a lot of neckwear for Hillary, though. That's a that lot. That is a high neck. That's yeah. a, yeah, that's a lot. On, when doves cry. You said when doves cry. But she looks nice. She does. And her hair looks good. Yeah, that prince look good. And I was like, nobody was Hillary. Hillary was is just in and out, and she's so over it all. She was like, let me go do what I'm supposed to do, and I'll give it y'all some other time. Because I just wanted her to say, I told y'all so. They were they were just you know Hillary's had a hard way to go so they were like no, and um, 
who else was the, like, well, we know about these. Hello, Listen, Jill Biden's whole ensemble was beautiful. Yes. Yeah. You can see the seat, like the sparkles, the sparkly, the stones that were on that coat. Uh -huh, on that coat. Beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yes. But who everyone was talking about? It, Michelle. What'd you say? Well, yeah, we were talking about Michelle because Michelle was late. It. Well, she she was came to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was the best dress to me. Michelle she looked was. amazing from top um, top to bottom. She was like, I am here. Don't y'all, don't, don't think about it. Don't think about it. And Amanda was awesome. Yeah, she was beautiful. She was awesome. But right now it's still going and, and we're in week, what are we in week? Um, we're into the second week. week. We're in the second week. We're into the second week. Let me yeah, tell you. Bernie, honey. Yeah. Let me tell you about Bernie. Bernie stole the show. Bernie. Bernie stole the show, but Bernie was like, okay, y'all. Y'all y'all want a joke? Okay, well, I'm going to take all these means and I'm going to put it on a sweatshirt. Yes. And I'm going to charge $45 a sweatshirt. And the sweatshirt sold out. And he took all the proceeds and donated to Meals on Wheels in Vermont. I was like, you better go, Bernie. <laughs> you better do that. I love that. Love, 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 love it. So I was like, yes, Bernie. Wait, let's see what, what are folks saying anything over here. These comments be coming in, y'all. You get a chance, go and look at Amanda's whole outfit because she had actually oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. with those knee highs. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. She's really cute. Yes. Cool. Yeah, she was cute. Yeah. Okay, well, can I be honest though? I would have been Bernie. I hate being cold and it looked a little chilly. Bernie <laughs> <laughs> was like, listen. I, I would have been the spirit of Michelle, but I would have been Bernie. I'm like, look, it is cold. <laughs> like, I got, I got places to go, things to do, and the world to save. Yeah, Are you well, done? Yeah, he's a little older. He can't really afford to catch a cold. Like, he's like, listen, honey. But people are to keep doing stuff. Like this lady here, Sandra Marshall, she wow. done some food. And she wow. created, I think that's like... um. Uh, some kind of greens, and, like and, greens, yeah, like greens, and I was like, "That's a lot of work." It's very oh, intricate. Then made glasses, and I don't know what that's made out of. But I was like, "Well, okay, this is what we're doing." All right. <laughs> All right. And I just, and this is so. When I say in between the bites, this is in between the bite moment. This is so random, but it happened to me as I had to go into the city to. Um, I had a doctor's appointment in the city. And so I took, um, I tried to stay off the train. I take a train one way, but not both ways. But anyway, so I took an Uber. So I get in the car and I was like, you know, my people, they will find a way to be creative. Can you tell what this is? What in the world? It's the vent, right? Is that the vent? The dryer vent. It's the vent for the heat. A dryer vent. <laughs> I couldn't really get a good picture of oh, so that was it. Heat. Okay. it connected to the front two vents in the in the panel. But he had it covering the the panel. It you have the plastic, you know, separating us. And then he then took some duct tape and I was like, brother, by the time the heat gets back to me through this tunnel you have created, 
I will be at my destination. <laughs> it ain't. I'm not like it ain't coming back here. It's just He's not. COVID. That's your problem. He is it, not. It, it. It's not coming back here. So I was like, really? Okay, yeah. but can you applaud him for being MacGyver in this situation, though. Like. Yeah, yeah, I've actually seen that in a car. That I think that's the thing with some Uber drivers here in New York that's going around. Wow! <laughs> wow! Applaud the man! Applaud the man! Yeah, I ain't mad. Okay, okay. I just was working <laughs> love language. I don't know if you meant. <laughs> <laughs> and the love language is loving us. Loving us with the heat. With the heat. <laughs> Yes, he's protecting. Oh, Lord, have mercy! It's right, that's that's the protector, right? Provider. Yes, protect. Okay. Okay. But clearly, I I'm not on. I'm not. You know what? This is when I miss New York. When crazy things like this, I see this. I'm like, what? Yeah, because I got in the car. I was like, wait, what is going on? What is happening here? I was like, oh, I'm gonna be to the city by the time I get the heat. But okay, it's cool, brother. We just gonna we just you gonna ride safe, Laura. You felt safe. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. So um, and as we you know have our in-between the bites moment, there is the delicious bite. And listen, let me tell so those of you who are in Columbus, Ohio. I have been in Columbus, Ohio over the holiday and I was there for a while. I stayed and I was able to partake in some amazing food. And I, if you have not been to Kitchen Social, uh -huh. Dominique, have you been to Kitchen Social? I haven't, but I heard somebody talking about it this week. Let me tell, let me help you. Let me help you out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. I think that Kitchen Social is probably one of the best restaurants I've been to in Columbus in such a long time. And and I I had the pleasure of having it twice because the first time I went, I was like, what? And the second time I was like, well, let's see how it is carryout is. The carryout. Is, you know how sometimes when you eat in a restaurant, it, well, let me back up. Kitchen Social, well, let me show y'all. Hold on, like I'm talking, because <laughs> this steak right here is was, they were just this, like, oh, this, oh this. wow. Ooh. It, 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 it was, it was just, it was just delicious, is what it was. And this is a, um, a teriyaki ribeye, roasted sweet potatoes. Um, mushrooms and spinach. Listen, um, the cool thing about them, you only have 75 minutes. Like they're very strict on their, um, uh, what is it, capacity limitations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you only have 75 minutes there. And I think they do it in shifts for the for all the tables that they have. And they've been able to do this where pretty much everyone in that time frame when you make your reservation and everyone is almost leaving, they sanitize and get ready for the next shift or the next wave of, or the next, excuse me, reservate the next, I guess the next next shift of reservations. Um, but the food is, it's really good. 
and um, bringing it home was just as good, if not better, because I could really like, all right, let me just really get into this and not embarrass myself or anyone else around me. <laughs> um, so I just appreciated that. Um, everyone there was nice. But the, the star, hold on, let me see if I did I, where's the star? The star of Kitchen Social. Honey butter, you don't need the honey butter. Mm. You don't really need it. I mean, if you have it, great. It's, that's fine. But ladies, and those out there, delicious. I was really surprised. So make yep. find your way, carry out, you'll be happy. And and when I when I got home, the food was still hot. And I was 30 <laughs> minutes away. It was a 30-minute drive. And I opened, I was like, and you're still warm. <laughs> that means a lot in COVID. It, it does. It does. Has anybody been? Oh, someone says they have great mimosas. Um, yeah, that ribeye was is was off the chain. Oh, and they have cake. So yes, I the I biscuits, the cake, the Brussels sprouts, and cauliflower. Oh, oh yeah, that cauliflower is divine. Like clearly, I have you know, Brussels sprouts. Oh, and the cool thing about them is like a lot of their sides are vegetables. There's not a lot of um, like they have a cauliflower rice. Um, even with your steak, like that steak, it was a sweet potato with um, a salad and the spinach. I was and everything was very flavorful, and I just appreciated that. So clearly, I enjoyed myself because I keep talking about it. But that was that's my delicious bites moment for for this episode because. Ooh, it's up at Polaris. If you didn't know, make it happen. Go get it. And now we're about to get into Smash or Pass. And if you have not been part of the podcast or seen this segment of the show, it's a fun moment. I quite enjoy it. And let's get in. Wait, do we have? I got to come. Raise my hand, Laura. What'd you say? I got to raise my hand because I got to jump off. Okay. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So, one, thank you so much. Um, I look forward to doing this again. We yeah, will. definitely. It was so um, great to talk about this and be a part of this conversation. Thank you all. Yeah. Thank you. Bye, Shelly. Thank you. Bye, y'all. <laughs> um, okay, so smash or pass, people. Smash or pass. And here we go huh hold on hold on do you know what this is oh wait. i would try it hmm? <laughs> hold on let me get my list i gotta get my list together this is um camel milk cocktails they're cocktails ah. wait hold on hold, hold on wait. from a camel <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. Smash or pass. Smash or pass, people. Wait, for my smash or pass. Camels, huh? 
Or from a camel, it's camel milk. I don't know oh. what listen, I, it's camel, camel milk cocktails. Camel now was this pasteurized milk? You know what? <laughs> yeah, the food scientists. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. But what I do know is camel milk cocktail, a non-alcoholic. So it's a non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic cocktail originally created for Muslims fasting during Ramadan. Um, Paired to cow's milk, camel milk is three times as rich in vitamin C and is full of iron. Unsaturated fatty acids acids, excuse me, and vitamin B. I'm just saying. I'm going to go ahead and pass because I'm a little lactose intolerant and I feel like mm. the camel is just going to give me like a, a whole nother experience in the restroom. So I'm wow. Gonna pass. wow. I see yeah. there's a lot of see, uh, I'm too. I, you it know. seems like drinking milk from a <laughs> <laughs> Comments, but I have a lot of passes, but they look delicious, you know. I'm sure it is, but I'm like Kenya, I'm lactose intolerance, and that's gonna be my excuse, right? Okay, well, and and it seems like those in the comments, it's really like there's like pass. Someone said, I mean, smash, excuse me, smash. Someone said, smash, Mm -hmm. okay. All right, that's fine. All right, all right. I'll eat that little cherry on top. Candace, you would smash. I would try it. I would try it just because nobody else is trying. I'd be like, okay, I'll try it. Okay, you try it. See what's happening here. Now, what do you think of this? What is it? Okay, Mm -hmm. so this this is scalloped eggs and bacon so it's like mm. melted butter in a you know melted butter in a skillet you heat it up with chopped up some chop up some onions i guess add some flour some milk stir it up add cheese put some eggs in it and bacon and bake it all day long no oh, yeah i love that i'll smash that absolutely really turkey bacon you can do, I mean, <laughs> listen. It looks like real bacon, Kenya. Real bacon. Yeah. But you know, there's some bacons that you can get some turkey bacon. You can crisp up and 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 get it and try it. We have some. Kristen is yucking everything. She's well, like yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everything you're showing me, I'm just gonna have a bad experience in the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> Kissing is saying no to the bacon. <laughs> oh, did, oh, wait. Yeah, no pig. No pig. All right. Well, we got some smashes here, though. We got some smashes. Okay. I'm with you, Vern. I'm with you, Kissing. <laughs> way, way past. Way past. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, let's see, I have one more for you. Let's see, let's see. Which one didn't? No. Hold on. Sorry. I'm on my stuff. So, oh, yes, this one here. 
Okay. Oh no. No, the devil's <laughs> a liar. The devil is a liar. I don't know no. what this is. I can't even look at that. No. So, so that's macaroni and cheese with hot dogs. I need you some ketchup. And ketchup. That's trash. That's gross. Well, it's are we gonna you can smash I'm sorry. It's somebody's meal. Oh, I'm sorry, that's past. Not trash. But I'm fast. <laughs> Yeah. That's not for a little toddler, or, I mean, <laughs> like a nine-year-old. You're right, something. Jason. That what that is. That is. It's like, yeah, that is like a college. college. Yeah, but I feel like the ketchup is the disrespectful <laughs> part. Like, but the ketchup. Yeah, the ketchup is. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that just is is wrong. All that. It's wrong. That was wrong. Well, we're going to take it on down to our, now it's time for this segment of the show, Central Food Fact. Central Food Fact. Let's get into it. Let's get into that today. Hold on one second. Chili peppers. Red hot. Red hot. Red hot chili peppers. So let me tell you about let me tell you about these chili peppers. So, look, if you're looking to spice up your sex life, eat this, not that. Confirms chili peppers are one of the hottest fruits out there, and I'm not just talking about taste. Chili peppers contain a compound. Um, I don't know how what this is. Capsaicin. Does that make sense? Kenya. Mm-hmm. Capsin, yes. Capsin, okay. Um, which releases chemicals that increase heart rate, mirror signs of arousal, and revs up your libido. So, you know, the next time you, um, you know, you throw some chili peppers on your, in your recipe for dinner, um, go ahead and um, make sure you have left room for dessert, people. Just saying. All right now, desserts. Make sure you have done that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chili peppers. Interesting. It's my thing. That um, is interesting. What? Very. I mean, listen. You never know. Try it. Are we gonna talk about your choice of picture though? No. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. We're not. All right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not at all. That's why I said you get ready for some dessert. You see, you see, she clearly she's getting ready for dessert. Mm -mm. But I'm gonna let I'm I'm not. We're not doing that today, Natalie. (laughs) So listen. So we are now. We are at the end. We are at the end of our time with food working, and I want to um really this was this was really great i know no sorry guys i know we've gone over a little bit but it was just um it was a really good episode and thanks for all of your um all of your words of wisdom and insight and um and also just encouragement because um listen you just got to keep going at whatever you know whatever it is that you want and what you're doing keep doing it so um, thank you. Thank you for being here. And let's get ready for next week because next week is part two. 
And next week is part two, and it's with the fellas. So it will be, yeah, it'll be, um, I'm sure, another um, another episode, another time of insight and wisdom. So I'm looking forward to that. So please, if you are not, please subscribe to the channel, YouTube channel, and hit that bell so you will get um, reminders and notifications when the next episode is up. Please follow on um, where you get all your, um, where you listen to all your podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and any of your favorite podcast products. And it's at foodworkworking, IG, Twitter, at foodworkworking. So thank you so much, everybody. And thank you, ladies, for being here tonight. Thanks, Lord. Thanks for having us. Yes, yes. And hang out there, hang in there for a moment. But I am going to wrap up. Let me make sure I've hit all my comments. Everybody's good. Thank you all for listening and watching and being here tonight. And um, yeah. So listen, until we eat again, make it food worth working. See you next week. Thank you. Good night, ladies.